Welcome to episode 102 of the Glider CEO podcast. I am broadcasting live at 11.43 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on President's Day, February 15, 2021 from DevHub HQ. I am joined by the talented Mr. Rob Hedquist. And this will also simultaneously be uh, also recorded via his podcast, which is Plug It. Yep, my podcast is Headquist X for the Center of Excellence. Mm-hmm. I'm exa- as such, I am the CEO and founder of Headquist X and Ronin Awaken Coaching. So as you can tell, this is your first time to this podcast on the Glider CEO. Uh, you know, I always say I'm going to do more interviews, but then um, I never end up doing that. And I think this will be a real treat if you've joined us before to just have a new perspective we've done this before rob and i i think it was called micro dosing on leadership but this one will be something else which i'm letting he is dictating what this is (laughs) i'm just recording it for the free content to be honest so you know i love it yeah free content and the knowledge that you're going to put out to the world right thank you so this is kind of an annual event because I think the last time we did this was last year, about the same time. Yeah. Was it in February? I think so. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. Or it may have been a little bit before, but it's been about a year since we've done this. But I thought we'd dive into two two quick topics today, not to make it an elongated podcast, but just two, two quick topics. The first one is how we hold ourselves back or our companies back from always trying to do things perfectly and not focusing in simply on handling things at a level of excellence, but trying to do it perfect. And so I know that you have had great success here at not only DevHub, but all the other ventures that you're involved in. And it's because you have this tendency from what I've seen to really drive things forward, not ever worried about whether or not they're gonna be perfect, but getting things out there into the marketplace, both on social media, as well as with your customers. So anyways, what are your thoughts around perfection versus just excellence? So, um, it always takes me a second to think. Yeah, yeah that's uh, perfect, because you know what comes from the heart. You know, is, uh, well, you know, related to at least the, your line about like executing, pushing things forward, not being too concerned about being perfect uh, is that I feel like I learn so much by just doing. And, you know, I'm not, what was the question again? Had to do with just getting in the action of doing things and establishing a level of excellence for yourself versus trying to do them perfectly. Yeah, so maybe I sort of answered it already. But yeah, basically, I mean, I always would, default to one you know not hurting anybody by doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and then two by putting things out in a rapid pace without necessarily second guessing myself going back to the first one not hurting anybody so just putting something out um, I get the feedback a lot quicker so that the next one can be um done better so it's almost is reiterative reiterative the right word yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. so it's like i'm willing okay boom oh okay that's the response to this okay so then here's what it here's maybe what the audience is looking for 
or potentially the customer is looking for. But I just, I'm always willing, I guess, to ask questions and not get caught up in feeling stupid about something, especially if I don't know about it. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And I don't really care. I don't try to show off or anything. Uh, Yeah. So you're going with speed of action versus trying to make something perfect before you throw it out. So you're going with speed of action and getting not only content, but decisions out there. And then you're coming back and adjusting if necessary versus waiting till it's perfect. Right. And that is in direct conflict sometimes with one, my own mind and sometimes two people around me. So a lot of people, one, my own mind of, you know, I know personally it's not perfect. You know, like I would edit this or I would do this differently or I would say this, but I just, again, I push through that and post or publish or ask or write or whatever and push it out versus a lot of the people I work with um, in all aspects of my life who were like always planning, trying to plan the perfect I don't care if it's a deck, a pitch, uh, whatever, um, where at a certain point, I'm just like, send it, let's go, let's have the call, let's do the meeting, let's, you know, put out that blog post, let's put out that podcast, let's put out that article, let's put out that press release, mm-hmm. like, let's just go, you know, and it's like, well, all this, uh, 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 and it's like, lately, I've at 38 years old, I've been getting more and more of the sense, even being here on a Monday, it's President's Day, you know, like, it's like, it's like I could have just sat back today and just chilled out, taken a day. But then it just felt like overwhelming. I, there's just so much stuff I want to accomplish in life that I think me just sitting on the couch, chances are I will wake up tomorrow, you know. But in my mind, I told myself, like, idiot, you'd be that much further behind, you know. And especially some of the stuff that I wanted to work on today might not be DevHub related. Right. And so it's like, why not use this day to catch up on maybe some of those items? Yeah. Um, even though it seems like most of my day right now is DevHub. <laughs> right. Well, it is your primary focus you know, at so this point in time, right, brother? So funny. So, so, but let's talk about, I mean, that's a nice segue in, in, into our next topic, which I was going to throw out to you, which is, which is balance. You know, how do you find the balance to do it all, to keep all the plates spinning in the air, find enough time for DevHub, find enough time for all the other ventures that you have uh, going on that are important to you and then also have enough downtime so you can recharge your batteries because you know this past weekend obviously in seattle we got hit with the major snowstorm biggest one in the last 12 years boom a lot to do you know we walked over to um first in virginia so you could you know do one of the things that you really wanted to do which was slide down the virginia hill down into bike street market so so, but I, I raise that because it's an example of actually putting that balance piece in place inside of your life that I think is so crucial that sometimes as hard charging entrepreneurs, as hard charging founders, it's all about work and getting the work things done, which don't get me wrong, 100% important, but sometimes that balance helps to shift our perspective a little bit. So what are your thoughts around balance and how you work that on that, Mark? Okay, so first thing is the Virginia Hill uh, sledding down it. Yes, I've, 12 years I've been waiting. I bought two skateboards with no trucks or wheels on it just to be able to use as a sled. It was funny, last night when I was going to bed, um, or actually all day yesterday, my butt was hurting. Was it really? And, I, and honestly, I thought I had a zit on it. <laughs> 
you know? And so I was like, and I kept like just, you know, touching my, my, my you know, outside of my body. I was like, fuck, I don't have a zip. It fucking hurts. And then all of a sudden this morning when I woke up, I realized this because when I was going down, yeah. you know, I was sitting on that skateboard yeah. and I was just hitting the ground, you know, even though it was snow, it was still like hitting it, like basically right around my tailbone. Right. And I just, anyway, it's still sore today. All right. Uh, on the, on the balance piece, it ties into these two different aspects. So actually I was going to record a podcast today, but maybe this is that podcast now is I was thinking about it this weekend that the pandemic that's still going on um, really opened my eyes or gave me permission and hopefully it gives you permission too if you see it like this to actually it's okay to have two lives Mm. right so I was always like, you know, when we talk about other projects, mm-hmm. to me, it was like very, my life was pretty singular, right? I would go to, come to DevHub, go home from DevHub. I had about an hour for a piano or 30 minutes for a piano, eat dinner with the parents, go to bed, maybe do an art project on the weekend and be kind of, you know, like it just be in that cycle. And I loved it, mm-hmm. loved it, loved it, loved it. Like that was my life. Going to work was the best part of my day. Coming home was the best part of my day. Seeing the people I see on a daily basis is, you know, like it was all, but then I feel like with the pandemic, it's like, you know, with an Arizona venture and throwing on, like it, it gave permission, at least in my mind, to be okay with having that other life. Like to me, you can only be successful if you're at the office and putting in hours, but that was all just nonsense, mm. you know? And so one, the pandemic and two lives, the, the idea of balance, it, to me, it's sort of, ties into the loving what you do but it's so loaded of a question because I mean there are so many times where you just don't love what you do Um, and so you have to look at it in a weird way from that macro sense or whatever that 30,000 foot you know um, view of it which is you know, so yeah. is it truly not loving what you do, or is it just? I just the think it takes a while. Associated with I just what think it takes on. a while to love yeah. what you do. Yeah. Like if you love, like, making candles, let's just say, like I find it pretty hard to believe that you would love making candles if you're out of wicks and jars and just like the mundane parts of making candles probably mm-hmm. suck. Right, like you want to order the thing, and it's like you can't get it, or the person who said they wanted one now all of a sudden changes their mind, and it didn't burn right. Like there's just like a lot of those little elements in the macro. You love making candles, but sometimes the daily aspects of let's say making candles, or in our case, let's say running DevHub, yeah. sometimes just suck. You yeah. get served a lawsuit out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, like right. the customer who was about to go live all of a sudden says they don't want to go live anymore, or. Like a a million things. The contract that's promised that's going to change your life doesn't happen. And just so many elements. You pay yourselves like dog shit for 10 fucking years because, you know, you believe in something greater. But it sucks Mm -hmm. for 10 years. It's like, do you love what you do? That's what got you through the 10 years? I don't know. I feel like sometimes we were just very stubborn. Like, I'm not going to fail. We're not going to fail. We will figure out a way to make it work. And so... But hasn't your hasn't your like um, your your thought process your sight been on the larger 
portion of the deal, Mark. So you've, you've been aligned and your site's been on purpose. So, so you know, your purpose is to make DevHub a billion-dollar company, right? That's where you want to go. That's eventually as where big, you want to land, As right? big as I possibly as, can. Okay. As po- however big that right. is, you know, a billion's fun to say, but if it was like... You know, I'll know what the limit is. Right now, I feel like we just got started. Right. Even though it's been 13 years. Right. Like we just got started. I literally had an email conversation with one of our customers five seconds ago. I literally said, let me read it to him. And he basically said, hey, I mean, his response, I was like, it took 13 years to get here. This is just now. It took 13 years to get here. It just got fun. We will work, we will outwork anyone. It's the only skill we got. <laughs> And then he responded, you know, yeah, we are going on 10 years now and we're getting to the national franchise marketing strategy we've dreamed of when we started our company 10 years ago. Right. You know, we may come to your guys' expertise on scaling past 500. I mean, literally, that's the conversation. It just got fun. We just got smart. Right. Yeah. But you've kept that thought process, though, at the front of your mind during this entire period. That's why these mundane tasks, these routine types of tasks you've been able to put them in perspective and be able to move through them. It's um, it's very hard to do. I don't know how to communicate it in the right way. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple buddies, peers, sell their companies, outraise us venture-wise, um, get bigger customers than us, sell their companies for a shit ton more money. Um, and it always feels like, not a punch in the gut, but it's always like, Am I doing this right? Are we wrong? Are we right? Like, and it's like, I don't know. It's a very weird balance, and it does suck. I think a lot. I mean, what I what I've always kind of said um, is that like, even though we've been in the game for thirteen years and it just got fun, when it gets fun, you forget about the last ten mm-hmm. years. Like, I literally forgot that we basically right. were paid nothing. I use it sometimes in storytelling. But I don't really remember anymore. It was like, that was that was that moment, you know, but we're way past that now, um, and we're getting paid. So, okay, this is what it is now. But, um, All right, good. So give me the outlook for the remainder of 2021 for DevHub, for yourself. What's on the agenda? Where do you see going? For DevHub, we are... We're still in a weird way maturing as a company in terms of putting systems in place to be able to effectively track what it is we're doing, when we're doing it, who we're doing it for, and then being able to hire basically against those systems. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, I would like to think there was a larger vision to DevHub in those early years. Uh, I don't know if there really was. A lot of it was survival. It was keeping the lights on. It was, you know, as we did one thing, we learned something else, you know, and and it just, it's really hard. Like, because again, back in the day, I remember very well, one of our investors was like, you know, just get to profitability and you guys will, you know, right. live forever. And it's like, it's very hard to think about something in that time, lofty, like getting to profitability when we are literally worried about making a lease payment or paying payroll. And it's just like, and it's fucked up because there's just so much noise and everyone's on a different 
path. There are some similarities based on where you're at, but uh, I mean, one of the reasons I do share uh, quite a lot about what my own personal journey is, is to hopefully show a little bit of the mundane so that there is a little bit of a roadmap of a million different things. So you can see, it's like even just now when I, when you ask that question, it's like, what's on for DevHub? We're just now getting organized. I mean, again, I, I think the pandemic in a weird way in that sense was last year when we had to look at where our money was coming from. Because before, our money was coming from kind of all over the place in a weird way. But if we really had to dive in, where is the big concentration of money coming from? We found out it's through partners in our business. Mm -hmm. But the way we used to always tell the story was we have all these brands and I mean in a weird way that they were direct, but they never were direct. They were always 98% of our business is through partners who have the relationships with brands who are white labeling our platform. And so it's like, holy shit, let's lean more into partners. Okay, so as we lead, lead, uh, lean more into selling through partners, we had 13 years of stuff that we used internally that we can give to them to make them effective. Right. And then as we started putting that together, it was like, okay, well now how do we communicate that same thing, not only to partners, to our team. So then it was a CRM system. Again, that might seem basic as shit, but I'm telling you, when someone just tells you, again, depending on where you are in your journey, you need a CRM, you need marketing automation. It's hard to think about those two things when again, you're just trying to balance money. You know, but there will be a time where you can think about the bigger picture. Um, it just, again, everyone's different. Again, by the way, if you raised a shitload of money, you probably hired someone that's like, we need this right away. And you're able to kind of jump the line a little bit. Mm -hmm. But our journey has been definitely unique <laughs> in the sense of uh, trial and error. Yeah. As a well, you've been successful, Mark. And um, I look forward to continuing to watch you through the remainder of 21 continue to be successful well, no, don't end it what, what, what about talk about the perfection to, piece though what do you want to talk what more do you want to talk about it like i don't know there's more about the perfection side yeah, like people so the, getting caught up maybe the saboteurs in people's minds like tell people your perspective on yeah so here's perfection. so here's my perspective on perfection is that what happens to most of us is that we want things we put out either work product wise, social media wise, to be absolutely perfect. And because we're constantly trying to perfect things and to make them better, then what ends up happening is we sabotage ourselves from ever getting the project either underway or whatever it is that we're trying to move forward on even started because we're so worried about it being perfect that we are stuck and we and we and we when we force ourselves unfortunately to remain stuck because we're worried about it coming out from a level of perfection so you got to lose the perfection because when you think about it who has ever been perfect at any one task now you may be able to dive into certain business events certain sporting events um, in which a person has been perfect for a period of time that's usually fleeting from a momentary position in time and it doesn't usually last. But what you do find is that people that have been successful at building long sustainable careers or companies 
have figured out a way not to worry about things being perfect. They've dove, dove into a standard that they've set for themselves, for their organization, that has to do with excellence and what they're willing to put out to the world or put out around themselves, making sure that it's excellence and it's to their own standards versus trying to be perfect. And so you talked about this piece of saboteurs, Mark. Well, yeah. There's underlying saboteurs that reside in each of us that want to come out and sabotage because we have fear associated with either, in this particular case, moving forward from a, pers a perfect perspective. And those saboteurs are so powerful that they'll actually hold us back. So you gotta get a handle on your saboteurs because your saboteurs are not actually helping you in the long run. They're keeping you in a negative thought process or keeping you in a negative space. In order to expand, you need to move towards innovation. You need to move towards curiosity. You need to be able to navigate. You need to be able to bring empathy not only to yourself, but to your team. And you find that inside of positivity and looking to see where's the gift, where's the opportunity, how do I best move forward? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you think a lot of people just never start in general? Start the career, life, project, job, whatever the fuck it is. Two reasons. They sat you know, with that. They just, I just, I have so many people in my world who yeah. just like, they just talk and they said nothing ever is getting done. Well, like, I, I mean, that I mean, that's a classic example. So I can't speak for you. I'll speak for me. That has happened to me on multiple occasions. Which part? Not getting something started. Well, and and the, the the reason is is because I wanted the outcome to be perfect. So in the planning process, if you rewind it, I've tried to figure out okay, how do I make it perfect from the get go? versus just getting into action and doing it and making a modification once it's done. Because we can always go back and modify things. And again, no one's paying attention either. No, it's like, no. I think we put so much weight on like, it has to be perfect because people actually care. Mm -hmm. But I just, like, it's like, I, that's why I, my own, number one advice to anyone who has an idea is go get the domain name. Because to me, that's an $11 step, period. So you took a step, thank God. Right. And then two, it's like, Okay, launch the website, launch the logo, launch the whatever. Um, because again, people will not visit. I mean, it's like, I mean, one very small example is like, right. you know, our wedding website that we right. did for me and Ashley, <laughs> right. right? Like, it had to be like crazy perfect. It had to tell the story of our wedding and it had to tell all this shit. People had to be able to RSVP right. and where the wedding was going to be and who our groomsmen were and bridesmaids and all this fucking shit. Yeah. Right? Right. On the Bible, by fluke, I had analytics on there. Right? <laughs> and we invited 400 people. Mm-hmm. Okay? 400. Uh, I think it was, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but it was this low. It was like 23 people visited right. uh, like the roughly within the week of within the week right. that invites went out right and then the day of the wedding about 10 visitors right. all that back and forth nonsense logo storytelling da, 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 da. for who for those 23 people for those 10 people like it was just like I would have knocked that shit out with just a Venmo link and a PayPal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but but there was something inside of that for you that was important to put that down, right? To uh, establish that website, right? Was there not? Um, that's why you did it. 
I guess, yeah, sort of, I guess, the point of that story is just as much as maybe I would have cared, there isn't that many people leaning in enough to care as much as I did. That's right. So why take that much effort to do all that other stuff mm-hmm. when we could have just put something out and I could have, we could have moved on to the next thing. Sure. You know, sure. that's kind of where. But where was, where was the gift inside of that for yourself for, for like future projects? Looking back at it. You had the right. Then that spun into the Mark Ashley company, yep. which spun into a bunch of other things. Right. True. Yeah. True. So there you go. Boom. Right there. Yeah. So, so as you look at it, you get up to say to yourself, okay, I'm not going to sabotage myself around this. I did something. I actually did something. I didn't think about it because that's what, a lot of times what happens in perfection. We just think about it. We never get into action. But you got into action. You did something. And then you had some learnings in it that you could apply to the future. That doesn't happen if you're in, in stall mode because right. you want it to be perfect. Right. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's the saboteur piece. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because even with, let's say, Good Soul or um, Piano or even this Arizona Hospitality Project or whatever, because we did it, and even if we did it a little, um, at least with Good Soul, now we're coming back around to that. That's right. But now even with Arizona, and now we're going bigger with that project too, is that it was reiterative. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Iterative. Iterative. What is it? Iterative. 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 That means Is there quickly, an R-E in front of it or no? No. No. Iterative, iterative. Is, is about being able to make quick decisions and right. move forward quickly. Right. Yep. So On the fly. Right. Based adjustment. Got it. So... Um, because of that, it's like, oh, now it's like, I don't know, this morning I woke up and I kept thinking, one of our investors one time told me, 30 to learn, 30 to earn, 30 to burn, you know? (laughs) And it's, and they've also said before to me, it's like, you're basically 30s, 40s, and basically 50s, you are compounding, if you learned a lot, you know, absorbed a lot and whatever, it's like, you're, it's all compounding, and I can even tell in business with some of the stuff that's going on. Like when we when we hear like someone say, you know, we're gonna make you rich, and this is gonna be a huge right. deal. It's like you just know it's just not yeah. true, right? You know, but at the same time, I still celebrate it because I'm an idiot. You know? No, <laughs> I, I look celebrate celebrating celebration is important about the wins. So, so the um, best thing for people yeah. to do who want to start. My advice, obviously, is get the domain name, which is totally, you know, that. But what would be your advice, then, for somebody to just get them to start to do something? That would be to start to do something. Pick the one thing and just do it. So if it's the domain name that's first, then get online, go to... Go to one of the domain sites and um, register the domain. See if it's even available. If it's not, then pick another name. Right. And that's your starting point. I mean, it may be that you've got to back into an even earlier decision, like it's, okay, I need to schedule the time to go get the domain name. Okay, schedule the time. But the bottom line is come up with the first step in the process and take that action versus trying to think through, hey, what am I going to be doing five years from now with this company once it's rocking and rolling and we're making big bucks from it. 
yeah. you know, and then trying to trying to back in and do everything perfect up to that point in time because it doesn't happen that way. So come up with a plan and, and maybe that is the starting point is to come up with a plan and then take that first step after the plan. And, you know, we've talked about it before. It's like how many people get excited to do something and you and you feel that excitement, but that excitement isn't necessarily pushing them forward. So you have to think about where's that excitement come from. Oh, yeah. Is it coming from the thought process, which is we've talked about this before, which is motivation, or is it coming from inspiration, which is more of a heartfelt feeling? Because when you tap into that inspiration, then you get that extra push to begin to move you along. So it's tapping into that inspiration piece from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I get excited about something and I want to do it, I push it all the way to the limit of where I actually have a choice whether to do the thing or not do the thing. Mm -hmm. So I go, like I said, get the domain, launch the site, try to get a customer, maybe get a customer, mm -hmm. and then it's like, okay, do I still care enough about it that it's going to take a certain percentage of my time? And if the answer is yes then I take, I'll try to take it to the next level. Yeah. You know? but, but let's rewind that a little bit for you, bro, because mm -hmm. because because I take a look at, and I don't know everything that you've ever started, but I, I know quite a few of them, yeah. and each one of them has had success in their own right. Well, there's definitely something to learn. That's why right. I say, like, I push yeah. it all the way to that limit right. because I'm learning something from it, right. right? Like, when we did Good Soul and we had a retail space and we had the upstairs, in a weird way, that was the model for what we would want to do for hospitality. Right. The problem was we weren't allowed to short-term rental it, you know, and figure out, like, how to have guests and stuff. We had it for our clients, right. you know, figure out, oh, they need hair dryers, oh, they need, you know, toiletries, oh, right. you know, figure all that stuff. So then when we did the Arizona thing, we had those learnings right. from that to right. do the thing. But on the surface, the upstairs part of, let's say, Good Soul, to me... It's not the word is not fail was a failure, but it was. It didn't make us any money. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. If anything, it cost us money. But again, from that template of what we learned, it was Arizona was plug and play for us. Like it was like okay because we can't do it here. Let's do it like this and da 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 da. Right, but you had the passion around what you wanted to do right. and your long term vision that pulled you through some of those more challenging times because you could have just given up, right? On good soil, you could have said, "Hey, this didn't go the way I wanted to. I'm just going to scrap it all together." But you took the learnings from that and plugged them in to Arizona. You plugged them into Mark Ashley Life. Oh, yeah. taking those I mean, taking those learnings to move forward. We haven't really, we, and we just re-upped on Good Soul stuff, and then here's the latest rendering of the newest, uh... Nice. Really nice. <laughs> really nice. Really nice. You know? Yeah. Of which 100% of proceeds will go to, uh, a local charity for most likely restaurant hospitality yet again. Okay, good. But yeah, fabulous. You know, but again, it's just all. But yeah, but it's a great it's a great example of how you pivoted, and had you tried to be a, make it perfect up front, Mark, you never would have even gotten to this point. Right. Right. We should do another podcast um, on when it's time for someone to jump though to something else. 
Yeah, let's do that. Right? Because that's let's not this that. podcast, right? No, that's not this podcast. Okay. We'll follow up with a podcast on that. When it's time to jump? When's it time to move? When, when, when is it time to make a different decision? Right. To go in a different direction? Right. Right? Because sometimes yeah. you have to make a different dire- decision to go in a different direction. But what I like to tell people is if you know what your purpose is, right? If you know... Tell people what purpose is. Purpose is... People don't know. What people... Pe- pe- so that we could have an entire podcast on that. But purpose is about what are you really focused in on what you want to achieve in your life? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to achieve? And what does that serve for you personally? That's what purpose is. Right. What do you want to achieve? What is, how does that serve you? And if purpose? someone comes to you and says, my purpose is to make a lot of money, my what would pur- you tell them? My purpose, my my response to that would be, why do you want to make a lot of money? Right, and that's what the real purpose that's is. That's what the that's now that's it's, when we begin to right. get into what purpose. Because is again, about. like yeah, exactly. You know, I want to make a I want to make a boatload of money because I want to be able to, you know, support this group of people. I want to support this initiative. I want to support right. hunger. I want to support, you know, uh, be against uh, trafficking of humans. I want to support the homeless, whatever it may my be. My family. My family could be another great one. So why do you want to support your family right. to that degree? Well, I never want them to want. I never want them, you know, the, you can go down a whole litany of things. Right. But usually it's much, your purpose is much deeper than just that first response we usually right. get. I want to make money. I yeah. want to have a plane. I want to do yeah. all that stuff. Trust me, I've been there. Because what have <laughs> we talked about around your purpose? Yeah. It's the it's the why beneath that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so important. So then, uh, real quick, tell people what you do. What do I do? Well, I, I help people tap into their compelling future, either from a corporate, from a company perspective or individual perspective, and bring that compelling future into the here and now, so you can start living it today versus living it later on when it's not going to matter to you. Cool. That's it. Yeah. That's what I do, bro. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. HeadQuestX.com. Um, and just, I guess, Glider CEO on Instagram. Yes. But, uh, uh, or just anywhere, just Mark Michael Seattle. That's it. Uh, cool. Thanks, buddy. You just wrap it? That's it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and I will see you on the next episode. We're going to call this episode, I'm going to call mine On Perfection. You're going to call yours on perfection? Yeah, season uh, two, episode 102. Peace out. So this is...